0: Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. I don't want to apologize, I just want to say that for months I have been waiting for this day and, and for a couple of Sundays to be able to speak on a subject that I think that um, all of us um, are interested in. And today is Pentecost Sunday and and uh, as I was getting ready and finalizing everything, God just changed directions on me and... and uh, but I want to recognize today. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and, and, and Pentecost, and maybe for some of you guys, and you start to buckle up real quickly. And Pentecost just means 50. Uh, it actually means 50. In the Jewish custom, back in the day, in the Jewish customs, we find that um, the Sabbath, they celebrate it, right? So before Pentecost, 50 days before, they, they celebrated a, a um, harvest called First Fruits. And and this is really cool because I begin to think about and study this out just real quickly. And and, uh, first fruits, the celebration of first fruits is what we now call Easter. Easter—it's the day that Jesus rose. And I thought about, wow, first fruits—how um, God gave up His first fruits, um, and how the Bible even tells us that He died, and then He took the first fruits of the grave of those who had fallen asleep. And so I was like, wow—I I never connected the, the celebration of the first fruits with Jesus rising rising from the grave. That it just—it was just pretty neat. And then all of a sudden, fifty days—they begin to celebrate what they call. Um, harvest the wheat harvest celebration and on a sabbath in 50 days and, and most of you know today is what we celebrate pentecost is the remembering the outpouring of jesus's spirit upon the earth and this, this is what i want you to understand today is john chapter 14 verse 16 and 17 jesus is with his disciples and he's talking about what's about to come and he makes a very great statement. He says this. He says, and I will ask the Father. Actually, in verse 15, he says, listen, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So listen to what the, the context of the scripture, the story here. Jesus is looking at his disciples and said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. And then he goes into verse 16, which I think is powerful. Because he realizes that for you and I to keep his commandments is going to be difficult. For you and I to follow him and be disciples of Jesus, it was not going to be an easy thing. And then all of a sudden Jesus makes this profound statement. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. I love how Jesus is saying, as I have been with you for three and a half years, I've helped you. I've showed you the ropes. I have I have comforted you when you needed it. I've guided you when you needed it. I directed you into the cities where you needed to be. He says, Since I'm leaving, I need to send you someone to help you because it's going to be difficult to keep the commandments In verse 17 it says even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you I I love it because I was I was back there today and it is Pentecost and most of you guys know I take the first uh, 10 minutes of children's church to be with our kids and Pierce uh, came up, and he was my helper today, and he gave me this box. And what he does, he's, you find an item within the church, uh, in, the, in the room, and I have to speak a message over whatever item they gave me. So he gives me this box. And I was like, wow, how awesome this is. Because from the box, you look at the box, you automatically know what it is. You know what's inside the box. You look at the box, you're like, sweet tarts, mini chewable. I know what it is. Inside this box is not apples. Inside this box is not peaches. Inside this box is actually sweet tarts that are chewable. That's what's inside this box and I know it because the box tells me that. And I was talking to the kids and I said, you know what's amazing? It's amazing that even in this scripture, Jesus is telling his disciples I'm gonna send you another helper, he's not gonna only be with you, he's gonna be in you. And I love it because all of a sudden you and I, our lives is just like a box. It really tells people what's inside of us. By the way we talk, by how, the, how we act, the choices that we make, we begin to say, this is our box. I mean the Bible tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. I mean. He dwells in us, and I love it because it's like our lives are actually just like this box. I wonder how you're decorating your box today. I wonder if your box speaks of Jesus or your box does not speak of Jesus. Anyway, that's what your kids learned really quickly today. I was always wondering this, and some of you have always wondered, and maybe maybe just me. I've wondered why all the charismatic Pentecostal people, and that perhaps is myself, in the movements have always hijacked Pentecost Sunday. I love it. Now listen, I have friends, and today is like Super Bowl Sunday. They cannot wait for Pentecost Sunday. And they hijack it. It's like it's their day. And then you have other organization or movements that shy away from this day. They just don't understand it. But the truth is today, Pentecost Sunday, the truth is Pentecostal Sunday is significant for every one of us. It is. It doesn't matter what denomination you may have grown up in or where you find yourself believing the most. It is for every one of us. It is that Jesus, God, granted Jesus' request. This is what Pentecost is. God granted Jesus' request by sending the Holy Spirit to be with us in in us, to guide us, to direct us. Last week I said, listen, if we could be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we'll be assured that we're in the right place at the right time in our life. Just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and His guidance within our lives, and so um, I wanted to recognize today it is very significant for all of us. Doesn't matter where you're at on the denominational uh, theology spectrum. The fact is, today is for every one of us. It's the outpouring of God's Spirit into our our lives. But but God shifted everything for me, and so I want to I want to give you what I believe that God has laid upon my heart for you and for me. I was going to split up this topic of the Holy Spirit into two services so that way we could leave early today. Most of you guys know my wife and I, we're heading out uh, for our anniversary week. Yep, absolutely. And so I thought, man, I'll just preach for 20 minutes. We'll have dinner. I'm out. And God was like, absolutely not, man. You're going to keep them for 45 minutes to an hour. So hold up. It's all God's fault. No, I'm joking. So I want to, I want to talk on this topic. Here it is. Jesus, there's something about that name there's something about that name back when i was growing up back when i was just a little pop, there was a chorus that we used to sing in class or in school or in church and, and uh, uh, maybe in school too for some of you guys who were pups but when i was growing up we used to sing a song and i'm not going to sing it to you because you guys will have your ears bleeding it would go something like this jesus 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 there's just something about that name master savior jesus Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And lately for me. My new song, my new favorite song, as I'm mowing or as I'm working, I begin to sing this song. And that is what you just heard before I came up here and I said, I speak the name of Jesus. There's something about that name this morning. There's something about the name of Jesus that when I've been tired lately, I've spoken the name of Jesus. When I have been struggling with life, I have spoken the name of Jesus. When I have been lonely or felt lonely, I've spoken the name of... Of Jesus when I feel like I've been surrounded by my enemies I've spoken the name of Jesus when I feel like I've been hurting I've spoken the name of Jesus lately when I have felt like I didn't know what to do and that's been lately I've been on my lawnmower going God I don't know what to do God help me in the direction that you want to send us and I just speak the name of Jesus when I feel like hell all hell has opened fire on me All I have been able to do lately is just speak the name of Jesus because there's something about that name. When I have been running on empty, and it seems like we have burnt the candle on both ends lately, it seems all I've been able to do is just speak the name of Jesus. And maybe you look at me and you'll say, you've never been frustrated in your life. Well, you don't know me. But when I've been frustrated, I've been able to just speak the name of Jesus. When you have nothing but Jesus, I believe that you're positioned for a miracle. I want you to think about that just for a moment. When you have nothing, when you find yourself tired and frustrated, and when you find yourself uh, lonely, when you feel yourself in whatever situation that you are in, when you have nothing but Jesus, you are in position for a miracle and for things to change within your life. So maybe you do feel like all you can say is Jesus and that's the best thing that you can do is say the name of Jesus. When you have nothing but Jesus, I would have to say today, that's all you need. You have everything you need. Jesus. You have Jesus over and over again. We read in God's word these, these statements in, the name, in my name, in Jesus' name, in his name. These statements that we find at the end of verses in scriptures we find that there is something just about that name meaning this in luke chapter 10 verse 17 we find that the devils were powerless because of his name it says this is a 72 returned with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us in your name there's something about the name of jesus verse 18 says and and we will pick up serpents with our i'm sorry i take that back um Mark chapter 16, verse 17, 18 says this. Demons were cast out in his name. Verse 17 says, and these signs were accompanying those who believed in my name. Listen to this. In my name. Listen what Jesus is saying. In my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Healing. Occurs And there's something about the name of Jesus. Even healing occurs in his name. Acts chapter 3 verse 6 says this, But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. There's something about the name of Jesus that when it speaks, it brings healing with our life. Acts chapter three verse sixteen says, "In His name." It's the same story. So, uh, Jesus is is talking to the Pharisees, and he's trying to uh, trying to get them to understand what's happening here. I'm sorry, Peter was trying to, not Jesus, but Peter was trying to get the Pharisees to understand what was happening. And in verse sixteen, he says, "This in His name, in Jesus' name, by faith in His name, whose name, Jesus' name, He has has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given this man." This perfect health in the presence of all of you. Peter goes on and says this in verse 10. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. There's something about that name. Something about the name of Jesus. Even salvation comes in his name. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says this. It says, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 continues and says this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved there is something about the name of Jesus that in our most desperate times of our life that we could just cry out to God God I need you to save my life I'm headed in the wrong direction and I need you to turn me around and just the mention of his name God save me and just the mention of his name changes everything we are baptized in his name. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the, the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We're justified. There's something about this name. We're even justified in his name. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 says this, and such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. I've I gotta tell you this morning, there was something about the name of Jesus. And all month speaking the name of Jesus in my situations when I'm tired or when I'm lonely or where I feel like the enemy is surrounded me, and I gotta tell you that when that moment I spoke the name of Jesus, things begin to break. And most of the time it was my it was my perspective, it was my heart, it was my thinking. God began to do a work within me, and I began to change how I was seeing my situation and i know that perhaps this morning it's not popular in this age that you and i live in today it is not popular that we are that we are living in this world to say the name of jesus but i will not apologize i need you to hear me i know it's not popular and most people in our society doesn't want to hear the name of jesus but i will not apologize this morning for speaking the name of jesus And I pray that, yes, the same attitude that you will take out of this room, that you will say, I will not apologize to a world that's hurting and dying to speak the name of Jesus over their situation in their life. Won't apologize. Don't apologize to your children for praying for them. Don't apologize to your husband for praying for him. Speak in the name of Jesus over their life because you want to see things change. Don't apologize. I'm not going to apologize. And should I remind you this morning... That in his name, his name does not change. His name does not change. And he does not change. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's name doesn't change. Jesus' name doesn't change. He doesn't change. His character, he doesn't change. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, the world thinks we're all crazy. (laughs) They really do. I'm sure that my wife probably thinks I'm crazy at times. But the world, the society, when we use the name of Jesus over our situations, they think we're crazy. But there's something about that name. You see, I believe that when you are facing some of the darkest times of your life, and you begin to cry out and speak the name of Jesus in your situation, there are going to be family members and friends that may look at you like you're a little crazy. But there's something that you're declaring when you say the name of Jesus. I want to give you three things this morning that I believe that you're declaring. And I need you to hear me. And I pray that you walk out of this room empowered today. I pray that you walk out of this room with your head up going, you know what? I know I'm going through the darkest time of my life, but it's going to be all right because I'm going to speak the name of Jesus over it. And that will change. There's just something about that name. I cannot explain everything today. I can't. But I can tell you there's something about that name that when I have spoken it over my situation, things change. Here's three things this morning. One is that when I speak the name of Jesus, I am declaring my position. I need you to hear this. When you're in your prayers and you just say, in the name of Jesus, and you just say it just because you say it, oh God, thank you for this day and and bless my family in the name of Jesus and you lightly say that, there's something in that name. It's not to to be taken lightly. Because when you say in the name of Jesus, what you're declaring today is your position. You are a child of God. And when you say in the name of Jesus, you're declaring to yourself, you're reminding to yourself, but everyone that's in the ears listening reach, you're saying, I am a child of God. I, I, I have... I have position, I don't know if you are a mom or a dad today, but when your child comes up and they say daddy, or if you're in a room today as dads and your child, some child, it doesn't matter if it's yours, some child walks into the room and says daddy, all the daddies are going to turn around. Because there's a name to that. And what that child is doing is, is that child is trying to position, he is declaring her, his position with her, his daddy. I'm, that's my daddy. I'm, that, I'm the child of that daddy. And you and I today when we declare the name of Jesus you are declaring your position you are a child of God you're an heir to the kingdom There is power in the name of Jesus this morning because you are a child of God And sometimes we we live so far underneath that We don't take advantage of who you are You're a child of the king and if we could just ever grab a hold of that and say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus will take care of me because I'm his child. He loves me because I'm his child. I'm his child. In the name of Jesus. Someone just texted me. It's probably Pastor James going, this is crazy out here. How are we going to serve food? up. <laughs> It declares relationship. That's what you do when you say in the name of Jesus. You're declaring position, but you're declaring relationship today. And I think that some of us need to be reminded who you really are in Jesus. Because you forget. You forget where you're at and who Christ is in you, who dwells in you. Here's the second thing today. When I speak the name of Jesus, I'm declaring Dependence. When I end my prayers today, I will end in the name of Jesus. And what I am declaring is my dependence on Him. The truth is that me, Jerry, I can't do anything. I can do all things through Christ with strength as me, but in my own strength, I can only get by in life just a little. I might make it through some tough times. I may hang in there. My dad made things tough, so I I probably could handle, handle through life a little bit, man. But without Jesus, come on, everything's much better with Jesus. Don't you agree with me today? There's something about that name that I'm declaring. I'm dependent upon you. His name is a reminder of whom I place my faith in. When I say in the name of Jesus, I'm reminding myself I'm placing my faith in Jesus. It is an understanding that nothing changes without him. I know that when I say in the name of Jesus, my faith is placed in him. And I recognize that nothing changes without Jesus. Faith is dependent on Jesus to bring forth change that we are needed within our, in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I'm declaring, I depend on you, Jesus. I de- depend on you to make things happen within my life. Some of you came today, and I'm so thankful. I cried when I saw you guys come in all drenched wet. I, I cried wishing that we had an awning that stretched all the way to the road so you can just drive in and you were nice and, nice and dry. But I cried because some of you, you came because you really needed to be here today. You felt it in your spirit. I, I can't miss. I got I to gotta be there. I got to be there. And some of you are like, man, if I could just speak the name of Jesus and declare my dependence on him, he's going to help me break the addiction and the habit that's been on my life for years. And I've tried to kick on my own, but I haven't been able to do it. And I know that in the name of Jesus, I'm declaring my dependence on him to help me break it. Not me. And then you say, well, maybe, maybe if I, I say the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm declaring my dependence on him to move the mountain. that has been right there in front of me for years. The family curses. It's been passed down from generation to generation. I've tried to go around it. I've tried to go over it. I've tried to go under. I've tried to bypass those things. But, man, they've been hanging around. And I declare in the name of Jesus my dependence on him to break that in my life. And maybe today it's just that giant that's been standing there. And I declare in the name of Jesus over the giant, in the name of Jesus and I'm depending on him to fight my battles you know what's crazy I I, I share the story and maybe you know and maybe you don't know but let me just share David King David was running for his life he was trying to make things happen at times he he knew that God had called him to be king and he was hiding in caves because he did not want to die by a man named Saul that he loved that he served the Bible says that one particular time he decided that he needed to go be in battle. He is in Ziglag. He's living in Ziglag with his old whole army. His family, children, everything. He's living in Ziglag. He leaves there and goes north to get into a battle that's not his battle. I need you to hear me this morning. He goes to join into a battle that's not even his. He goes to join forces with the Philistines, which all of you in this room perhaps know that the children of Israel and the Philistines did not agree. They were always constant battle. They fought each other. They were enemies. But David wanted to join the enemies so he can get back at Saul. That's who they were fighting. So he goes all the way up and he gets into the battle. And all of a sudden the king says, this is not, not the king, the commander of the army says, this is not smart. King, if he figures out who he's fighting... I mean, do you not remember? They used to sing songs. Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. He'll turn around and kill us. We're the Philistines. That's who he killed. And so David, the king tells David, you can't come to battle with us. So he goes back home to Ziglag to find that his town had all been burnt down. The women had been captured. The children had been captured. Everything had been taken, and the city had been burned And it was in that moment that I think that David said this to himself. Fighting battles that are not mine causes destruction in my own life. Can you think about that? Fighting battles that are not yours. Being dependent, thinking I can solve everything. I can fix things on my own. And not realizing that I need to be dependent upon God. Today, maybe some of you are saying, you know what? I'm going to fight my own battles. And I'm going to go north. And when you fight battles that are not for you to fight, it's for God to fight. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against principalities and darkness of this world. And when we try to fight those things, we're creating a mess behind us that, we're, that we've left unattended. And that's what he did. Here's the third thing. When I declare the name of Jesus, I'm declaring power. That name in itself speaks of the Father's plan, that he loves us, that he sent his son to die for us, that there's power in the blood that was shed. That there was power in the stripes that he took upon his back. There is power in his name that demons flee. We read that. There's the name of Jesus activates heaven. I need you to hear that this morning. The name of Jesus activates heaven. It gets God's attention. When you speak the name of Jesus over your situation. And I want to challenge you this morning. I want you to challenge you to speak the name of Jesus Even in the midst of a society that will look down on you. That will call you a bigot. That will blast you on social media. The friends that you thought you had, will defriend you and block you and unfollow you. But I challenge you to speak the name of Jesus. I challenge you to allow yourself to, to speak the name of Jesus. That the power of that name changes things. Because I believe that when you say the name of Jesus, you are glorifying him. And it is like he's being lifted up again. John chapter 12, verse 32 says this. It says, and I, when I am lifted up, Jesus is saying this to his disciples, and he says, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus is referring to his death. Being hung on the cross and the cross being lifted up. He said, if I would be lifted up, Referring to the cross, he said, I will draw all men unto me. It does not matter who you are or what you've done. You're part of the all. He said, I will draw all men unto me. And when you say his name, you're inadvertently speaking of the crucifixion. You're speaking of the cross. When you say his name, you're speaking of the cross. What was done? The work that was done on the cross. You're speaking of that instance. You cannot say the name of Jesus without referring to his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And so I dare you today, I dare to say that when you say the name of Jesus, you are lifting him up again to bring attention to the cross, to his death, but you're bringing the attention to his Father's love. You are simply lifting him up. And I allow me, again, to challenge you not to back down, not to be a coward, and not to belly up, but to speak the name of Jesus. In the world in which we we'll call you a coward, in the world that will call you crazy, in that world in a society that social media will unfriend you and unfollow you and all the other things that they would do. Speak the name of Jesus. Because it's in that name that you declare your position. It's in that name that you declare your dependence. And it's in that name that you declare power. It's in that name and that name alone. Matthew chapter 5 says this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16 it says, you are the salt of the earth, you and me. You're the salt of the earth, but its salt loses its taste. How shall it, how, sh- how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown down and thrown out and trampled underneath people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it underneath a basket." but on not stand, and it gives light to all that is in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and glory, and give glory to the, your Father who is in heaven. You see, this morning, your light will say the name of Jesus. I, I told you earlier that, I, what does your box look like? Your box is going to Give us an idea of what's inside here. What's the contents of the box? Your life. The Bible says you are, Jesus says to his disciples that you are a light. You're the light of the world. You're a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So I will say to you this morning that your light will say his name. Your good works will say and speak the name of Jesus I said this last week or a couple weeks ago. I simply said that your life will be the only Bible that some people will ever read. Because you're speaking the name of Jesus. Your life, your light. Your light will draw men to him. Your good works will draw men to him. To who? To Jesus. So today, can I challenge you? As the band comes this morning, I will challenge you. In your situation today, in your life, you live your life in such a way that you glorify God in everything you do and say. You glorify Him. You speak the name of Jesus when you're out and about in your public, in the world, in the society, in our small town, Tecumseh. You are speaking the name of Jesus by the choices that you make. Speak the name. And when you speak the name, you are speaking a position. You're speaking of dependence, and you're speaking of power. And I told you last week that there is 77% of our community are unreached or unchurched people. 77% of our community. What an opportunity you and I have to be able to say, Hey, look, I'm going to live my best to show you what is inside of me. And that is Jesus. Jesus. And he has changed my life, and he can change your life. And I'm going to speak the name so that it will give you the ideal that I am his. And that I depend on him to live. And that is his power that helps me to live day after day <coughs> after day. I don't know how people... This battery's gone. I don't know how people it's time to shut out right there I don't know who did that but that's funny (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that was my father-in-law right there thank you Steve (laughs) he's like I'll show how that young man how that's done I'll change that battery out for that one that only lasts 20 minutes would you stand with me today There's a lot going on today, but I don't want to rush into anything else this morning. I want you, I want to give you the opportunity once again to speak the name of Jesus, perhaps over your situation that you're, that you found yourself in. I want to give you the opportunity to speak the name that declares your position as a child you, too, have that authority. You, too, have that power. But you also declare to yourself the dependence on who Jesus is. And you declare his power over your life. I'm gonna give you that opportunity today. So as we close, as we sing this, I'm gonna ask that you do something for yourself today. This is the moment that we just worship and we just allow God to speak to us. You've heard me for the last 40 minutes. Obviously, you didn't need to hear me anymore. But I ask that you listen to God speak to you. Allow him to speak to you today. I believe he's still speaking to his people. Listen and surrender to him. And so I'm gonna ask as they are, as they begin to see, I'm gonna ask that you worship. If that's closing your eyes, if that's lifting your hands or not lifting your hands, That perhaps may be a response to salvation and coming to the altar or just a response to salvation right where you're at. Then I ask that you do that. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find a service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtocompset.com for more information. Thank you again. and Until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.